What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast, man. Back at it again today, Tuesday, November 26th. Hopefully, all you guys have had a good week up until this point. Hopefully, all you guys are doing good. It should be a short week for all of us due to the fact that Thanksgiving is in a few days. Hopefully, all you guys are being positive going into the holiday season. Hopefully, all you guys are doing good, man. But, man, oh, man, with that being said, so last night, at the Maui Invitational, of course, Maui, Hawaii, um, where they have a really good tournament every year called the Maui Invitational. My Michigan State Spartans fell in a battle to Virginia Tech. The score ended up being 71 to 66. Virginia Tech got a really, really nice win with first-year head coach Mike Young. I'm going to give them a lot of praise. I'm going to talk about them a lot. But let me run down the stat sheet real quick. So for my Michigan State Spartans, Xavier Tillman had 9 points, 3 assists, and 14 rebounds. Aaron Henry had 18 points, three assists, five rebounds, and two blocks. Thomas Kithier had eight points, one assist, and five rebounds. Rocket Watts had six points, one assist, two rebounds, and one steal. Cassius Winston had seven points, two assists, and one rebound. Julius Marble had three points, four uh, and yeah, four rebounds, excuse me. Malik Hall had one assist and two rebounds. Marcus Bingham had two points, one rebound. Gabe Brown added nine points, one assist, three rebounds, and two steals. Foster Lawyer had one assist and one rebound. And Kyle Arns added four points and one rebound. For the Hokies of Virginia Tech, who got a really big win, P.J. Horn had 12 points, one assist, seven rebounds, and one block. Landers Nolly, the second, had 22 points, five assists, four rebounds, three steals, and two blocks. Tyrese Radford had one rebound and one steal. While BC Day, excuse me for uh, not pronouncing that the best, but I tried to, 11 points, five assists, three rebounds, and one block. Naheem Aline had 10 points, one assist, three rebounds, and two steals. John uh, Ojiako had two points, two rebounds, and one block. Isaiah Wilkins had two points, one assist, one rebound, and one steal. Jalen Cohn had two points and two rebounds. And Hunter Couture had 10 points, three assists, two rebounds, one steal, and one block. So I may rant for a little bit, but as I stated, first, let me give a lot of credit to Virginia Tech. This was a really big win for the Hokies. Mike Young, first and foremost, I actually, it's funny because I actually have an article, shout out to Nuts and Bolts Sports, I have an article that I, that I have not published yet, but it's been finished for like the past three weeks that, is, that sp- specifically says that Mike Young was the best coaching hire in all of college basketball this past season going to Virginia Tech due to the fact of Buzz Williams leaving. But if you don't know who Mike Young is, he pretty much, he was an assistant coach for at Wofford for about a few years. He became the head coach at Wofford where he was there for the past 17 years. If you don't know where Wofford is, it's in Spartanburg, South Carolina. It is the home of Zion Williamson, who's probably the most famous person from there. Small school, but Mike Young has had a lot of success there. And that's pretty much what my article talks about. I'm not going to drop it. I'll probably drop it at the end of this week, but if not, probably towards uh, the beginning of next week. But since Mike Young has been coaching, he's been one of the best coaches in all of the nation. And it's because he does he draws great X's and O's. His teams always play hard. And most importantly, his teams always buy into his system. And when he got the Virginia Tech job, I knew that he was going to turn Virginia Tech and keep them at the same pace and place that Buzz Williams had them at because he's just that good of a coach. And when you get an ACC program coming from the SOCON, which is called the Southern Conference, where Wofford is, you get to elevate, you get better recruits, you have a bigger brand and stuff like that. So I knew this was going to be a hard fought game because Mike Young is an excellent head coach. Literally, they went they went last year into the tournament at Wofford. They beat Seton Hall, 
with Miles Powell in the first round, and then they lost to Kentucky literally in the last couple minutes of that game. They took Kentucky to the last minutes of that game. So I knew going into this game that Mike Young and Virginia Tech were going to be ready for this game. And shout out to my guy at, at College Basketball Talk, CBB Talk. Go follow him on Twitter. It's funny because on Twitter the other day, I actually said that um, he, he, he made a tweet that pretty much said, you know, Virginia Tech is shooting the ball. He's a Virginia Tech fan. And he pretty much said that Virginia Tech was shooting the ball really well and that they played really good versus Delaware State. And I quote tweeted it and I said, ha, 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 pretty much Michigan State's going to win by 25. I was joking just because of the fact because I just feel like he kind of compared Michigan State to Delaware State. And that's not really, you know, a comparison, but no, no disrespect to Delaware State. But I was joking with him. And so they came out and beat us, man. So getting into the game, honestly, that was one of the worst first halves I've ever watched for Michigan State basketball. So it pretty much started with just a lot of sloppy play. I want to give a lot of credit to why BC B-Day, first and foremost, though, he played really good defense on Cassius Winston that entire first half and a few possessions down in the second half. But Cassius got into foul trouble. He got two fouls in the first half. I think he sat out for like eight minutes, the last eight minutes of the quarter, of the half, excuse me. And Virginia Tech, man, their offense is fun to watch because their offense is a whole bunch of motion. And pretty much, they don't even have a true defined big man. They played five guards, pretty much. Their tallest player was Landers Notley. He's about 6'7", maybe 6'8". That was the tallest player that they played. And me, the whole time, I was thinking, okay, because we were struggling with it at first, my Spartans were, I was thinking, okay, should we keep with our two bigs and Thomas Kithier and Xavier Tillman, or should we match them up and just bring in a small lineup and have our biggest player, say, be Gabe Brown or even Malik Hall? That's what I thought we, sh we could have done because, I mean, um, Xavier Tillman's about 6'8", six, 6'9", six, but he's more of a big man. He's not like a – he can't play both. He can step out and hit the three, but he's not really going to try and drive you off the wing and get a bucket. But, again, Virginia Tech's offense was one of the most potent, patient, effective – and just full of movement type of offenses that I've seen in a very long time. It's literally constant motion. It was a it was a couple of plays down the stretch where where my Michigan State or, Mich or my Michigan State Spartan defense picked up and we got them. We got a couple stops, but for the most part, they ran their offensive sets to a T. They have a really a whole bunch, a lot of good plays, and their offense is predicated on shooting the three. They're a team that's going to live and die by the three. And it's a good thing because, you know, sometimes some team, some people think that's a good thing and a bad thing. But in this particular case, it was a good thing, not only because they beat my Spartans, but due to the fact that they have a lot of really good shooters on the team. And you cannot discredit them for that at all. As I already stated, though, I tweeted actually again before the game even started. I said the keys to this game are going to be three things. Containing Landers Notley, which we didn't do. Stopping the three-pointer and running them off the three-point line, which we didn't do, and not allowing Jalen Cohn, excuse me, and Nahima Lean to get downhill because they can go kind of like Landers Nolly can, which we kind of did for the most part, but we still struggled a little bit. But again, they ran really good plays, and Landers Nolly is an NBA player. He's averaging, I think he's averaging close to 20 points per game, if not more. I knew he was a bucket going into this game. That's why I said the biggest thing to do was stop him. He's from Atlanta, Georgia. He was he wasn't as highly recruited as he should have been. I feel like he could have got a Duke offer. He could have got a Kentucky offer. But Mike Young recruited him. He got him to Virginia Tech. He's the main player. And it's looking like it's going to be a perfect fit because he's going to get a – it was a whole bunch of NBA scouts in the in the building. I seen a, a couple from the Boston Celtics. Danny Ainge was there. It was a whole bunch of NBA executives. So he definitely played himself into an NBA spot. Trust me, he might be one and done. I think he will be one and done. But he definitely picked the right school. Put it like that. He was giving us fits – all night he was shooting the three he was getting to the hole he was blocking our shots 
Landers Nolly is a big-time player, and I actually tweeted a couple weeks ago. Again, he, people need to stop sleeping on him. He's up there with Tyrese Maxey. He's up there with uh, James Wiseman, Cole Anthony. When you talk about big-time freshmen right now, you need to talk about Landers Nolly because not only is he just a big-time bucket, but he's doing the same thing that Cole Anthony is doing at North Carolina. He is the base of their offense for Virginia Tech, and he played really, really good for Virginia Tech. Also, Hunter Couture. And Isaiah Wilkins hit some really, really big shots. And P.J. Horn. Those three hit some really big and timely shots. But that first half was honestly just ugly basketball for my Spartans all around. We had 10 turnovers alone in that first half. And a lot of them were not even forced turnovers. It was just completely being lackadaisical. To keep it a buck with you, it honestly looked like we came to Maui looking like we were on vacation. And Virginia Tech came to Maui looking like they were on a business trip. And that's exactly how the results played out. Honestly, I'm not making excuses because Virginia Tech outplayed us. Are we the better team? I truly believe that we are. But to, last night, Virginia Tech took it away from us. They, they severely outplayed us. They were diving on the loose balls. They were hustling. And the crazy part about the whole thing is, one of my things is always, if you're able to win the rebounding battle, more than likely you're going to be able to win the game. That was not the case last night. Matter of fact, my Spartans out-rebounded Virginia Tech 43-27. to 27. We, we out-rebounded them plus 16. But they were just such good shot makers, shot takers and makers, that it didn't matter. They, they shot the ball that good. They shot 10 of 21 from three, which is 47%. You're not going to win games if you're letting the opposing team shoot over 45% from the three. It's just not going to happen. And Virginia Tech, give them credit too. They just hit some timely shots. Hunter Couture is a big-time shooter. He was actually supposed to go to Mike Young and Wofford coming out of high school, but then Mike Young decided to take the Virginia Tech job, and Hunter Couture followed him to Virginia Tech because he thought that Mike Young, or excuse me, he thought Mike Young thought that Hunter Couture was that good of a player. And it turns out he is. He is probably their best three-point shooter on that team. But also got to give credit to Naheem Aleem. He is another big-time player. I think he also is from the state of Georgia. He is a really good player. They ran a lot of sets that weren't for him, but somehow he ended up with the ball and he was scoring big time out the gate for him. He's a really nice lefty jumper. He put in a lot of work in the offseason. I've seen a whole bunch of workouts with him. He's a big time player. He was a catalyst for them too. But I think the biggest reason that they won offensively was because of Landers Nolly. And the biggest reason that they won defensively was because of YBCB. As I said, he played really good defense on Cassius Winston. Going into the second half, Cassius adjusted, and Cassius usually does that. He usually, the first half, he usually takes his time and adjusts and see how the defense is playing him because while BCB Day was on his hip all game long, and Jalen Cohn guarded him, you know, every time that while BCB Day was out the game, but for the most part, while BCB Day played Cassius Winston really, really good. He was effective. He was on his hip. He was chasing him. He didn't let him get any easy shots off, even though Cassius, you know, he got, he kind of got hot towards the end of the game. It was kind of, I won't even say it was too little too late because he was already in foul trouble in the first half. But my thing was for us, going back to my Spartans though, we just had to play better, man. Like some of the turnovers that we had were crazy. Like it was one play and I don't want to harp on Xavier Tillman because he's in a new role, even though he needs to start to figure it out now because we played Duke in a week. But it was a play Xavier Tillman had the ball in the post and literally, I think he was trying to pass it and it, it looked like he just let go of the ball and gave it right to Virginia Tech. It was a lot of lackadaisicalness, if that's even a word. I know lackadaisical is, but it was just a lot of lackadaisical play from my Spartans. Like 10 turnovers in the first half is never going to get the job done. And that's my thing. I'd rather just lose to Virginia Tech if they were just the better team. 
But losing to a team that we were better than because of the stupid stuff that we did makes me angry because it's like you have to win that game. Like, it's just no doubt in my mind. Like, we had a lot of – and I'll say another thing too. Our shot selection wasn't that good. Like, when Cassius Winston got those two fouls in the first half, our offense kind of kind of fell. And that's another thing too. Foster Lawyer is in his second year in the program, and he still hasn't been able to create effective offense for Cassius Winston while he's on the bench. I need Foster Lawyer to step up and do that. Rocket Watts, on the other hand, he's only a freshman playing in his, what, fourth game, fifth game. He hasn't even learned the offense yet like that. But when it's time to improvise and get a bucket, Rocket Watts will give you that. He had a really nice step, uh, jab step, three-pointer. He had another one to really keep the game close when it looked like Virginia Tech was going to go on a big run in the first half. But staying in the second half, though, you can just tell, you can just get the vibe that Virginia Tech was not going away. Mike Young teams are not going to give up. They're not going to fold. Just like Coach Izzo teams, they're not going to give up. They're going to play hard for the entire 40 minutes. And that was the thing. Another thing is, our inexperience has showed a lot. Malik Hall and Rocket Watts had two very, very bad fouls towards the end of the game. It was a play where Landers Nolly tried to take it and get a layup against Malik Hall. And literally, all Malik Hall had to do was keep his hands up. But instead, he reached. And then not only did he reach, but he tried to block the shot. And it was a foul. And I couldn't even complain. And honestly, it was one play where... We were coming back into the game. I think we were down probably like eight or six or seven or something like that at the time. And pretty much the ball went out on us and the refs gave it to us. It should have been Virginia Tech ball. I think it was probably like four or five minutes left in the game. Should have been Virginia Tech ball. Like they went on a big time run in the game. But we, we of course, you know, we made another big run too. I think we were down 10. Um, Aaron Henry hit a really big three. Aaron Henry had a big drive. And that was the thing that I was most impressed about. When Cassius Winston was struggle, struggling, Aaron Henry picked up his level of play and that's why I'm not too mad at this loss I'm already not mad because we lost to a good team we lost to a good disciplined team in Virginia Tech there's nothing wrong with that even though I feel like we are the better team no doubt in my mind but I'm happy that Aaron Henry stepped up and I and that's what I'm gonna need from the other players on this team it can't just be Cassius Winston night in and night out and we need other players to step up last year we had Matt McQuaid we had Kenny Goins and we had Nick Ward who we, were all reliable players this year Aaron Henry's been pretty reliable um, on both ends of the floor. Rocket Watts is mo mostly reliable on defense, but he still needs to find himself on offense, even though he's getting better each and every game on offense. Xavier Tillman has only looked reliable on the defensive end and on the boards. Other than that, offensively, he looked non-existent. It was almost like literally he, he had butterfingers tonight. He couldn't catch any of the passes that he was getting. And another thing is, the thing that makes me most mad about Xavier Tillman he was missing so many layups. It was at a point where we were down 10. We drew up a perfect play, and Cassius Winston, they, he, he got a pick and roll. Cassius Winston threw it to Xavier Tillman. He missed the layup. He missed the layup. And we get the offensive rebound, and luckily he gets it, and he throws it out, kicks it out to uh, Gabe Brown, and Gabe Brown hits the three and saves him. And then he, it was another play where he missed a dunk, and he got it back luckily, and he was able to put it back up for a layup. Little things like that, you have to be able to score in the first time, especially when you're getting good looks. It was another time getting off Xavier Tillman. Julius Marble, we drew up a great play, and Julius Marble got, ended up getting it. He gets fouled, and he's right there at the cup. A smaller dude fouls him, like a much smaller guy fouls him. I think he hits him in his stomach, but not like hard or anything. Julius Marble is at the cup. Literally, he's point blank. He doesn't even shoot the layup off the backboard. He tries to finger roll it and misses it and almost airballs it. He didn't even try to use the backboard to lay it up. I'm sitting here like, what 
are we doing? Again, it looked like we went to Maui for a vacation and Virginia Tech went to Maui on a business trip. And that was the biggest difference right there. But again, I give a, a lot of credit to Virginia Tech. Again, Virginia Tech fans, if you guys are listening, you guys have a hell of a team. You guys are kind of small, but you still have a really good team. And even more important than that, you have a good coach and you have players that believe in your coach. Virginia Tech earned that win. They dug out. At the end of the game, when we came back, we made a big run to cut down the lead to, I believe, two. Naheem, um, not Naheem. Um, Landers Nolly hit two big buckets. He hit a three. That put him up, I think, three points. And he had a, a layup where he pretty much blew by Aaron Henry. And Xavier Tillman could have blocked it, but he missed it um, just in time for a little floater. And that was pretty much the end of the game. And then while BC B-Day closed out the game at the free throw line, you know, Cassius Winston had a chance to cut, hit the floater and put us down two with like 30-some seconds left, but he missed it. And Virginia Tech got a really good win. So I'm not, like I said, I'm not mad because once again, it's early in the season. A lot of people had us as a number one team in the nation. And honestly, I still think we are, but I think, or not right now, but I think by the time March comes, we will be. But I just think the biggest thing right now is we have to find our identity. We don't have a true identity right now. We know we have a really big time player in Cassius Winston. We know we have another reliable option in Aaron Henry. We know we have a good defensive big man in Xavier Tillman, but everybody else, they still need to find their roles. Or And the only other person that really has found their roles other than those three is Gabe Brown. I've really been impressed with what Gabe Brown has done, being able to shoot the ball. He missed some shots today, but still, he's a really good shooter. He's been consistent. I'm not worried about Gabe Brown at all. He plays really good defense. I'm happy for Gabe Brown because he's deserved this moment. But again, last night, Virginia Tech was a better team. They did what they were do to they did what they were supposed to do to earn that win. They will move on. They will face Dayton, which has a really good NBA player in Obi Topin. They have a really good team also. That should be a really good matchup. I'm gonna keep track of that game. I'm pretty sure I might drop a podcast on that on that, that game, but we'll see. But they're gonna play them in the semifinal game. And that's that. We will play Anthony Edwards and Tom Crean, who's a really good friend of Coach Izzo in a few hours. So stay tuned for that. But I'm not mad again. It's early in the season. We have a young team. You know, we'll be fine. Spartan Nation, we'll be fine. I know you guys are tired of losses, especially coming from the football team, but just give us time. We're going to be fine. I know we played Duke in a week, but we're going to be prepared. We're going to be good. This team is going to be fine. We just have to find our identity. I'm not worried about it at all. But shout out to Virginia Tech. Shout out to Coach Young. Hell of a win. Can't wait to watch you guys throughout the season compete in the ACC. But moving on into some recruiting and then I'm going to get y'all out of here to enjoy the rest of y'all day. So some recruiting news, uh, four or five star, whatever, Adam Miller. He is a six, two slash combo guard. He's pretty much a point guard, but he can score the hell out of the ball. He's from uh, Peoria, Illinois, which is pretty much Chicago for those of you guys outside the Illinois area. Currently goes to Morgan Park High School, which has produced a lot of good players, like most famously Marcus LeVette. Um, and I believe Charlie Moore went there too, actually played at DePaul now. But he played on the Nike YBL circuit for Mac Irvin Fire. Rest in peace to the legend Mac Irvin, um, where he averaged 20.5 points per game, shooting 39% from the field, 2.7 assists, and 4.1 rebounds per game. Now, Adam Miller is one of the best scorers I have ever seen in the high school game. And he's one of the best scorers in the class of 2020 by far. Him, Cam Thomas, and Josh Christopher are some of the best scorers in the 2020 class. And Adam Miller, man, he is a lefty, and he has a pretty, pretty jump shot. He reminds me of current Illinois player Trent Frazier, um, even though Adam Miller is probably slightly bigger. Adam Miller is a bucket. He is a Not only is he a bucket, but he is a gifted 
score. He can go and get you a bucket anytime, whether it's from three, mid-range game, getting to the rack, getting to the free throw line, pull-up game, one dribble, whatever. Adam Miller has the entire package when it comes to defense. Now, his recruitment was kind of interesting. It was between a couple of different schools. He had Arizona, Louisville, and Illinois were the final three. But on Thursday, November 21st, which was last week, he ended up committing to the Illini. Coach Brad Underwood in the finding Illini in the Big Ten got a really good pickup. He's going to end up replacing Ayo uh, DeSumo, who's probably going to leave for the NBA draft after this year. But getting Adam Miller was a big-time pickup. He's going to join um, – Andre Curbelo, who's actually from Puerto Rico, but he currently plays in New York, who's another really good point guard. And he's going to join Coleman Hawkins, who's from, I believe, from Northern California. He currently goes to Prolific Prep up in Napa, California. So they got a really good class coming into Illinois next year. And Adam Miller is going to be the headliner. He's going to be a, a He's going to be a kid that a lot of people in the state of Illinois are going to come to watch at Illinois games because he's just that gifted of a player. Trust me, this is a big time pickup for Brad Underwood in the Fighting Illini staff. Adam Miller is a big time bucket. Believe me when I say that. But as always, shout out to Nuts and Bolts Sports. Go check out my articles. Go check out their content. They got a lot of good podcasts out there too. But as always, man, this has been another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast. Please like, comment, subscribe, rate, review, share, and all those other good things. If you listen to my podcast on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rate and review. That's how we grow and expand the podcast. But you guys have a beautiful and blessed rest of your week. Enjoy these college basketball games. Enjoy these NBA games. It's a lot of good basketball going on right now, especially in the holiday time should be fun should be exciting but as always have a great time peace love and blessings gone